0: DPG and Breakthrough Academy.
1: Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. Good morning, everybody. Well, you know, you could be listening. This is an on-demand podcast, so you could be listening to this in the middle of the night. I don't know what you're doing. I'm, it's morning for me. It's a late morning. My guest is gonna tell me that he's he's had a full workday already by now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Chris Elliott on the show, uh, without a painting in, in, in Indy, Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, good friend of mine. Uh, uh, love this guy. I'm so excited for this conversation. You know, he's one of those guys and I'm not volunteering him here, but if you don't have a person in your circle who you can call up and you can receive advice from each other, uh, you got to find somebody, you got to find your person. Uh, chris elliott is that for me i call this guy in 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 business matters in personal matters he's he's my go-to guy and i'm really excited to have him on the show today Uh, this show of course is brought to you by the pca painting contractors association Uh, if you are not a subscriber to pca overdrive yet make sure that you download this app it's 5.99 a month or it's free with your PCA membership. Actually, I recommend being a member of the PCA over just being a a subscriber to the app because you get so much uh, benefits, so many benefits for being a member of the PCA, uh, not just limited to the 500 hours of business educational videos that are on PCA Overdrive. But if you don't have the app, go ahead and download it. Go to PCAPantEd.org to download it or find it in the app store, uh, PCA Overdrive. So I'm I'm kind of interested in this uh, conversation today, because uh, Chris is a guy who is well. First off, he's a high performer, always has been, always will be. I look up to him, uh, you know. About that, I wish I had the level of discipline this guy had. He's also a guy who understands the value of systems. And as we were talking before the show, and we, we've talked about this, you know. Couple times, he's a big proponent of the EOS. If you've heard the book Traction, um, that's where this comes from. And I, uh, we were just chatting, and I was like, you know, uh, Traction seems good. I know a lot of people are super into it. Um, it is a full operating system for your business. And for me, you know, I have my own. I wrote Sprint, right? I wrote this. So for me, making a decision to move would be, it would, it would just, you know, mess up my book I can't do that. I got gotta, gotta sell copies of this thing. <laughs> but what I firmly believe is that you need an operating system. You need an operating system, whether it's Sprint, whether it's Traction, EOS, um, you know, there are a few others that I'm sure are out there. Whatever it is, you, you have to have an operating system. And here's why the, I think when you are jumping into business, maybe you're early on, maybe you've been in it for a while, you're spinning new wheels. Um, you start to consume a lot of information. I remember the old days when I was you know, still in the, in the bucket, you know, painting the day away, loving life. Uh, I started by listening to a lot of podcasts and maybe that's where you're at. You start listening to a lot of podcasts and what I found, and I don't want to, you know, I try to bring the heat on this show. You know, I try to bring a lot of juicy in-depth information, but at least in those days, what I was finding was that the podcasts weren't fully satiating my need to learn and acquire knowledge. And so I've moved on. I progressed to audiobooks and, you know, I'd be paying the day away, listening to all these audiobooks on business and stuff like that. And to this day, you know, I've got my Audible subscription. I'm always listening to a book on, uh, on tape. But what happens is you start to get kind of information overload. You start picking up all these pieces from, you know, a little bit over here, a little bit over there, and, and then you start kind of cobbling together this system of things to do that feels a little bit all over the place, feels a little Kaluji, and you're kind of trying to reinvent the wheel. And that's, that's a hard play. That's a hard thing to do. Um, I know that I know that from experience. I mean, I had to put it into a book, shameless plug again. (laughs) I had to (laughs) <laughs> I was doing that. I had all of these ideas and I was like, okay, I got to I got to put this into a framework. I've got to put this into something that is solid, firm, does not change. Do this and this and you get this result, right? And that's and that's the benefit, right? Um and you have to decide whether you realistically have the time, the talent, the energy, the ability to take all the information that you're putting together and to put it into a system of your own, or do you just fast forward a little bit and adopt a system that's already in effect, that's already working. So, so that's what we're going to be kind of talking about. This is going to be a good conversation. Um, What else we got? Oh, by the way, did I mention that Chris Elliott is going to be at the expo? If this show is already released by, uh, by then, or if, if the expo has already happened by the time the show is released, and you missed it, sorry for you. uh, you missed a good show, uh, but, uh, Expo, February 22nd through the 24th, 2023, go to PCAPaintEd.org backslash Expo. Chris Elliott is going to be speaking on this topic of upgrading your business operating system. So let's, uh, without further ado, go ahead and bring on Mr. Chris Elliott, the cabin boy himself (laughs) to the show. (laughs) Hey Chris, how you doing? I don't have to know that name, man.
0: <laughs> it's been like lucky for me. It's been like five years since uh, that's been referenced. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird is I've I've you're not the first Chris Elliot that I've actually met. In like I've I, I've known other Chris Elliots. Is my like, your favorite? You you are my favorite. <laughs> there we go. You're My favorite Orlando.
0: How you doing, my friend? I'm very good, man. I'm uh, super excited to be talking with you. I actually read and mastered EOS, just so I had a reason to get on this show and talk to you. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> or or so I could challenge you. So oh, I pride uh-huh. myself on being a, a good salesman and a good leader. And if I can influence you today in uh, EOS, I'm, I'm really getting some traction.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Shameless. yeah. Shameless plug. No, that's fine. You know, we can, we can battle this, you know? Um, no, that's not the purpose of this show. I'm I'm going to be, I'm going to be open, you know, and, 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 you know, try to try to not lose, lose the faith in my own system. Uh, cause, cause then I'll be a, a wandering, you know, you know, aimless human being not knowing what's what's left. I, or think, right.
0: I think you'll find a lot of parallels.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so Chris, tell us a little bit about, um, kind of your journey into discovering this operating system. I know that before the show, we talked about that kind of personal journey of doing a lot of learning. You read the book, we're like, okay, that's got some good points. You set it down. Um, what are contractors like yourself kind of facing when it comes to getting the right information for their business?
0: yeah yeah you you touched on it in your intro at this day and age there's just like so much right so you kind of get fatigued with just like okay there's so much good information so what do i do with it and i think you nailed it like at some point you just have to commit to a system especially like a business operating system and you know that's one of the key points in traction is just like um if you're going to implement eos which is the entrepreneurial operating system so you kind of have to commit to it. You can't, one of the beliefs within the book is that um, you can't have multiple operating systems, right? So, right. Um, and I think that's what happens with a lot of contractors is just like, uh, you're, you're driving from job to job, you consume something, you get excited about it, you implement it. Um, and then all of a sudden you're, you're three to five years down the road and you just have this like system that's kind of cobbled together. Uh, you can't easily articulate it, share it with your team. Um, because you know, frankly, some of it's just in your head. Um, and, um, so, and it keeps changing and it keeps changing. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, employees and customers don't like that. Right. They, they find comfort and consistency. They find a level of peace of mind when, when, things are predictable uh, so so you know i think that a struggle or some frustrations that a lot of business owners entrepreneurs uh painting contractors have is the book actually touches on it, it's five frustrations that a typical business owner has and and one is control right they feel mm. like they started a business for freedom but then all of a sudden yeah they don't have that freedom right? they're not they- very free no Right. They've lost the flexibility of their day. Um, you know, maybe they can't get off, you know, out of, I think you said this in your intro, like can't get out of the bucket, right. Can't get off of painting the wall. Um, so their they, their business is now in control of them and they're not mm-hmm. in control of their business. So yeah. that's control is the first frustration.
1: And the same, the same of that, uh, you know, in terms of time is true for the more sales focused, uh, you know, paint contractor as Well, yeah, maybe you're out right. of the bucket, but uh, if you're doing five appointments a day and yeah. you know, you, you, you're burning the midnight oil, trying to keep up with all the other stuff. Um, you, you're still, the business still has its control over you.
0: Yeah. So no matter what, so, um, like in the E myth, uh, uh, they talk about like, you're peeing the technician and like growing mm-hmm. out a technician. So yeah. So whether you're painting or you're selling, uh, the, I, I started my business doing five to eight sales appointments a day, and then trying to run my business in the evening and that will burn you out quick. So, yeah. um, and uh, so yeah, so the, the control piece of it. And then uh, the second frustration, I think we've all, if you've been in business, you've probably felt this. Uh, if you haven't, uh, teach me, uh, but profit, like there's just simply not enough of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so front end revenue is awesome but we need to get that. You know, I think that from a financial standpoint, I think the most important metric for a contractor is probably gross profit uh, because everything else can be fixed. Uh, mm-hmm. But whether it's a gross or your net. Uh, we get frustrated when those profits aren't there. So I think uh, the great thing about a business operating system and especially a good one is it gives you more of what you want out of your business, the reason why you started your business. So it gives you more predictability. It gives you more peace of mind. It gives you more, hopefully, profit. Uh, And so if you have a good operating system that you implement into your business, then again, it takes you back to the beginning of why you started that business and it just helps you get more of that from the business. So um, the third frustration um, that they outline in the book or Gina Wickman outlines in the book is people. most of the time as we are growing our businesses, uh, we find ourselves like not on the same page, uh, with our people. And that could be people in our organization. That could be our painters. Um, that could be our vendors. Um, it could be our customers, right? So we really have to, uh, just get everybody pointing in the same direction and get super clear on who we are as an organization who we're for as an organization and how we operate. Right. Uh, Right. 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 Um, and then the fourth is, uh, hitting ceiling, you know, uh, if you're lucky enough to, to really find some growth and momentum, eventually we hit, uh, we hit a ceiling and that could be, we hit a ceiling as a company. We hit a ceiling as a department or we hit a ceiling as an individual. Um, so this operating system really kind of helps you break through those ceilings, uh, because they're going to happen and they're going to continue to happen, uh, as we, as we grow. And then the final is that just frankly, nothing's working. You're at a point mm. <laughs> Orlando's podcast. You've, you've, you know, cobbled together your operating systems and you just can't find traction. Right. So okay. if you're someone who has felt any one of those five frustrations, and I can tell you, I have definitely felt all five, uh, having an operating system, uh, like the entrepreneurial operating system can really, uh, just help you put a framework in your business. Um, and, and then you can, um, you know, operate more freely within that, within that framework.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when, when did you get serious about implementing EOS? Yeah, so I I uh, launched my business in 2015.
0: We launched as a, a residential repaint um, business, um, and so launched April 2015. 2016, I read traction, uh, and uh, as you know, like as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you have moments like where you're like, man, I am awesome, <laughs> and then you have moments like. I have no business being in business. <laughs> um, so I, I must've been in a moment of feeling like I was awesome. Cause I read the book and I was like, what I liked about it. Uh, I felt like it was simple, you know, mm-hmm. most things it's not easy, but it is simple. Uh, they're very simple concepts, very simple disciplines uh, or principles. Um, but at that point, like I just, I kind of, I liked the meeting structure. So I took a little piece of that. Uh, i like the, the rocks or, or priority. So I took a little piece of that and, and I moved on and, um, basically in 2019, um, I, come to the point with my business, uh, partner. So I launched with a business partner and we just weren't seeing the same future for the organization. Yeah. Uh, and I think we did a pretty decent job. You know, um, yeah. we, we launched the business. We had an operating agreement. Uh, we talked about what we both wanted out of the organization, um, and, uh, how we would get there. And somewhere along the journey, we weren't on the same page. Right, so, right. I, remember I remember this. And, and yeah, he, one of my best friends, still one of my best friends, but the right thing, and this becomes one of the proudest moments of my journey, uh, with on a painting was we weren't on the same page. We were no longer going the same direction. And with a month, we had the conversation in March, a month later, uh, he had exited. He was following a path that he wanted to go. And I was, right. on the, I wanted to take my organization. And it was at that, it was at that moment that I was like, I'm going to revisit traction. A mm-hmm. re-read book. I read it. I read it again and I read it again and um, I'm stubborn and I'm a bit of a control freak. So I was like, so the book uh, basically suggests that you can hire an EOS implementer or mm-hmm. self-implement. Uh, I chose to go down the path of self-implementing because if I was going to commit to the system, as you have committed to your system, right? I wanted to know it inside and out. And so I really, uh, I've read the book more than a handful of times and I feel like I, I, I again, I understand those like key components and those, um, disciplines and principles that's that outlined it. And it it's, it's been a process, but like we have, I mean, we're still, I, I, I launched this in 2020 and we're still finalizing every piece of it. So right. I think that's the big thing is like contractors read it and they're like, oh my gosh, I got to like do this all at once. That's the last thing I can do right now. It doesn't have to be that way. It it can be a process. It can be a journey. uh, And you can implement over a period of time. I think uh, Gina Wickman in the book says that a typical business implements over a six month to three year uh, process uh, based on the size and complexity uh, of of business. So if you're five people, you could probably do it in a few months. If you're 250 people, it's probably going to take some time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it gave you the, it seems like this is part of the piece that gave you enough confidence to, uh, you know, take things in the Indianapolis area to where, you know, you are today, but also getting that confidence to launch in another location, which you did last year. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So we launched Nashville, Tennessee,
0: June of last year. Um, we had a great year uh, we gave an opportunity uh, for a member of our team to take a leadership position to launch another location and having this operating system, having those uh, processes and systems um, in place really gave us a lot of confidence to be able to do that. And, and since we since we implemented um, uh, EOS in, in end of 19, beginning of 2020, we've over doubled our business. So uh, and and we rebranded after the exit of my business, right? Father. Right. So right. He, when he exited, we were around 2 million in revenue last year. We did 5.3, uh, in less than three years.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. It's amazing. But like you said, that bottom line is the thing that counts. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did I, did I mention 50% net profit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to grill you on that one, but, uh, so, but you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're good. You're, you're doing well, you're doing well. You guys are doing good. So, all right. Um, let's get into how to actually implement this system. Cause, uh, like I said, um, you know, the, honestly, the information that you share here is going to work for any operating system that you ultimately decide to do but I think that comes down to like deciding, okay, what operating system am I going to choose? Where do we get started with learning about the EOS?
0: Yeah. So I think the important part, um, I think the first place is understanding the six components, which is basically the core of the book, the meat and potatoes, if you're from the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And uh, so the the six key components of, of EOS is, first vision. Um, and the vision is really just like understanding your business, uh, or defining it, knowing where you're going and, and how you're going to get there. Right. Yeah. So he has a tool, uh, or the EOS model has a tool called the vision traction organizer, which is a very simple two page business plan, which again, like, so that frustration of people, right? Like where we don't feel like we are on the same page. The VTO helps you get everybody on the same page. This is our vision for our company. These are our values. This is our core focus. This is our 10 year target, which I I absolutely love the idea of a 10 year target. So when I'm planning and forecasting my business, I'm planning and forecasting on the needs of the business. So I'm not overly audacious in my goals for a one year or a 90 day or a, you know, the weekly plan, but on my 10 year, that's where I get a little crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I get audacious, right? So that should be your big distant goal. Um, it should still be specific and measurable. Um, so it could be, you know, for us $20 million in revenue, five locations, five States, 10, 15% net profit. Sure. Right. So you want to be specific and measurable, but it, I think it, the 10 year target, it makes people uncomfortable because they're like, well, how how do I know where I'm going to be in 10 years? Right? Well, you should at least set direction. So that's a directional goal. Um, And then, uh, then you go to your three year picture. So, right. So the 10 year is a directional goal. Where do I want to be? Where do I see this business in 10 years? And that could be, it doesn't have to be a 10 year target. It can be a five year to 30 year, like based on you your business personality uh 10 year is what's recommended i like 10 years it it helps me uh kind of conceptualize that directional goal um then you take it to a three-year picture right now we're getting more specific torlando if you were to close your eyes and Mm -hmm. right (laughs) if you're close your eyes and paint paint a picture of what your business is going to look like in three years like what's the revenue what's the profit What's the gross profit? What's the net profit, right? What are your measurables? How are you going to measure your business? Right. Or measure that three years. And then like, what does it look like? What, what does the team look like? Do you have your own building? Are you leasing a building? Do you not have a building? How many vans do you have? Have you changed your, your branding? Have you, uh, adopted a new, uh, operating system? (laughs) Have you, you uh, built a customized, uh, software for your business. Like, so that's, you're really just kind of like thinking through where that three years is going to, what that's going to look like. Then we're going to get tactical, right? So we're going to get far more tactical uh, with a one year plan. So the closer yeah. it to us, the more detailed we need to get um, from the one year, same thing for the one year plan. So if it's the beginning of 2023, January tw- 1st, 2024, where are we at? Where are we at in revenue? Where are we at in profit? Where are we at with our measurables? And then what, Three to seven goals or priorities do we have to do this year in 2023 to move our business closer to where we want to be in that three-year picture and that ten-year target, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to bring it one step closer. And what I absolutely loved, right? and You and I were talking about the intro. Like, I a lot of what was in the book felt very intuitive to me. It's like right. things that I felt like I knew and I did and. But I didn't have the language or quite the full structure. Um, right. And, and so one thing I loved was its idea of creating a 90-day world for your business. Right. Yeah. So we set a year goal and I'm very goal-oriented. And even I, I'm like, what was our goal for this year? Right. Oh, yeah. 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 So every 90 days, you're going to meet with your leadership team. Um, and you know, recommended the size of a leadership teams, anywhere between three, two to five people, let's say. Sure. You're going to meet with your leadership team and you're going to say, what do we have to accomplish this 90 days? What are the three to seven most important things for our business to move us closer to that one year that moves us closer to that three years that moves us to that 10 years. Um, so that every 90 days you're going to create this 90 day world of priority, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, the next piece of it. So now you've, you've set your, your one year plan, you've set your 90 day rocks you're going to implement a meeting pulse, uh, which EOS calls it a level 10 meeting. So you're looking mm-hmm. to get a ten out of 10 with the meetings. Uh, so, you know, we all have our opinions of meetings. Some believe they're effective. Some believe they're a waste of time. Uh, yeah. I, a meeting should be like a movie, right? So we want them to be meaningful. We want them to be exciting. Uh, but honestly, at the end of the day, the most important thing in a meeting is did anything get done? Did we yeah. solve problems? right? If we solve one problem per meeting, we've had success. Um, so you're going to create, uh, so you're going to implement a level 10 meeting for your leadership team. Um, and in that meeting, you're going to talk about what was assigned the last week as far as actions, you're going to go over your current issues, IDS them, identify them, discuss them and solve them. You're going to set new actions. You're going to cover your, your scorecard, which is just a, uh, your KPIs, your metrics that are your five to five to 15 most important numbers that tell your organization where it's going. So, right. so like I am I am a performance focused person. I totally run from financials. I like <laughs> to look at them. I don't want to know about them. Like a PL, no thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for me and my personality, it's in the rearview mirror. It's right. Like, I, it's a lagging report. That's and right. Yeah. Right. So now my business coach, yeah, he gets angry with me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I am very forward, fa- like very future facing. So those five to 15 metrics tell you what's going to happen. It lets you see into the future. Yeah. So if I get, if I am measuring what actually matters and I have the right metrics, I can look at those on a weekly basis with my leadership team and say, how many leads do we get? How many estimates did we get last week? How many estimates, how many appointments or projects did we sell last week? What's our average gross margin? I can just go through these metrics and I can tell what's gonna happen by the end of the month. And right. if I'm measuring those throughout the course of the month, I'm gonna know what's gonna happen this quarter and I'm gonna know what's gonna happen this year. So uh, establishing that scorecard is really, really important. And and you're just gonna do that on a weekly basis, at L10. And it creates this rhythm of accountability because we, you can't just run around holding people accountable all day, right? Right. 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 I heard one point you have like a uh, accountability currency, right? And you only have mm. so much to spend in a day. So what I love about the L ten is it just creates this natural rhythm of accountability because it's like, yeah, hey Emily, you said last week you were going to do this thing. Did you do this thing? Yes or no? Okay. Do we need a eliminator or do we need to set uh, a future date for this action? Uh, Emily, your number is. This like you're going to keep our a- aged AR under five days. Are we yeah. under five days? Yes or no. So then it's not Chris just saying, "Did you do? Did you do this?" It's the report. You know, it's there. Yeah. Uh, so uh,
1: well, and that's and that's probably a good thing when you're talking to Emily because uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners, I, Emily I, is I, his wife. <laughs> I logged that up for you as <laughs> <this> an. <part. laughs> So, yeah. Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine. Hey, Arianne, did this get done? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. I'd be out. I'd be thrown out the window.
0: Yeah. This wouldn't be <laughs> able to be a video uh, meeting. I'd be able to hide my bruises. So, uh, <laughs> um, and so the, the, to finalize the VTO, uh, the last thing you're going to do is keep track of your issues. Right. Yeah. So Torlanda, to we want to, we want to create an environment for our companies where everyone can be om- open, vulnerable, uh, and growth oriented. And we cannot be walking around on eggshells and, and existing in artificial harmony. Right, we have, to fo- we have to smoke out these issues. And if we can get everyone on our team open about, like, these are our friction points, these are our issues, and understand that it's totally okay. Like, I don't know a business that's never had an issue. The, the great thing is most business issues just repeat themselves. It's the same handful of issues. Yeah, um, totally. and, and so, so you're just going to keep a list, keep track of those issues, and really promote to your team um, that it's okay to bring those issues forward. Because if we're solving issues, we're going to grow as an organization, and if we're growing as an organization, good chance we're going to grow as people and professionals.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's beautiful. So when you're kind of on this path to implementation. Um what are some of the main things that we really uh need to consider as far as our team goes cuz I think that you know one of the things that I teach in in one of my seminars is that when you make a change as a leader if you could imagine a bunch of cogs that are kind of interconnected you make a quarter turn as a leader and that sends your you know your direct report on a half turn and then they're all of a sudden going to their reports and they're doing a full revolution. And if you're doing this too much, then it's just, it ends up spinning your customer out of control. What is, what is the safest and most, um, realistic way to start implementing all of these things? Cause it, cause you know, you did a really great job of illustrating that there's, you know, things that you do. But if I'm listening and I'm not like looking at the book right in front of me, it feels like a lot. Um, how do I simplify this? How do I make this easy for my team? How do I get buy-in from everybody?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so again, I think the first thing, uh, I would recommend is read the book, right? Read the book, un- understand the six components, vision, people, data issues, pro- process, and traction are the big mm-hmm. issues, uh, or components. Sorry. I got uh, long winded with my last answer. So the six key components of, of EOS, vision, people, data, issues, process, and traction. Uh, read the book, understand those six components, right? They're, they're again, they're simple, but they're, it's not easy. Um, we also have to understand um, that exactly what you said, right? Like we, I think it's so dangerous like when there is so much information out there and we get excited about something and we immediately take it to our team. Before we really think through it. So right. think with it into mind. So like I'm gonna read the book, I'm gonna understand it. I'm gonna understand the impact. If if leadership is influence, what I do is influencing those around me. Um so I need to be very intentional. So I think the second thing I would recommend is once you read the book, understand your business, understand yourself and your capabilities, and understand is like, is this something that I can self-implement? And if I do what are the, what's the process of doing so? Or do I, there, there's certified EOS implementers that you can hire sure. that will take you through a process of implementing this into your business. Um, and so I think that's the second, and, and, and I think it's a very important decision because it will impact it. And if you don't stay consistent with it, it will have a negative impact. So you gotta yeah. make sure that you're gonna commit to it if you're gonna implement it. Again, just like our customers are looking for predictability and peace of mind, our employees are looking for predictability and peace of mind. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then finally to get started, um, there's some tools that you'll have to read the book to understand it. But what I recommend is first implementing an accountability chart, right? We're all familiar with an organizational chart and that's mm-hmm. basically a hierarchy of titles, uh, names and titles, right? EOS promotes something different that's more internal and it's called an accountability chart. So it's more focused on the functions of your business and then the people in those seats, right? Right. So right. There's typically a visionary function, it's like someone who's seeing into the future, casting the vision for the organization. And then there's an integrator function, someone who's actually like, think CEO, COO, someone sure. who's operating the business. That's two people. Most of them, thats you, you know—as you're starting a business. Yeah, yeah. Those roles. Then there's three key functions to every business, uh, or pr- pretty much every business. One, sales and marketing is a function. Two, operations is a function, and three, finance is a function. Those things are happening in every business. So when we start a business, and we're starting it by ourselves, maybe we're filling every one of those seats. Um, but as our business grows and gets more sophisticated. There's going to be more seats, and you're going to uh, start to delegate to elevate your business, right? So, like, what do I love? What do I like? What am I good at? What's natural for me? And what do I, do I not like? What am mm. I not at? And if someone, if you, if you create four columns or four boxes here, the below below that line is the what you don't like and what you're not good at, right? Right anything makes it on, in those columns, delegate it, hire it. Right. Um, So if we're going to, if we're going to be in our business, we should be doing the things that we like and what we're great at. Right. So it should be, yeah, absolutely. So the journey should be, I start my business. I might have to fill every single seat. But as I grow my business, I should be filling the seat of what I, what I like and what I'm great at. Um, so, and I think that also what I like about the accountability chart is it should be kind of future facing, right? So it's like, okay, so I have my one year plan. What's the accountability chart look like a year from now? Is there seats mm-hmm. open up? Is there a, a planned hire that I can fill that seat with? Um, so again, still good to have an organizational chart but I think the accountability chart comp- complements it really well. And it's a really yeah. start.
1: Yeah, I like that because it's um, it's definitely um, scope of practice driven um, rather than individual driven. Um, you know, I've been in places where it's like, okay, we've got to create an org chart. Not everybody believes in the org chart. They don't believe that it matters. But really what it's ultimately about isn't about who is in charge of who it's, it's who is in charge of what. (laughs) Preach. Yeah. It's roles and
0: responsibilities, right? Yeah. So yeah. So function roles and responsibilities. So if you are in the sales and marketing function within the business, what are your roles and responsibilities? What are you accountable for? Right. Right? And it really, you know, that is, again, it's like when you say, you have a partner and you uh, in your business and you don't establish what each of what you each are accountable. Yeah. For. It's not getting to a real awkward moment.
1: Right? Yeah. Cause you start reaching over the aisle. You know, th- what happens is, uh, you know, stuff comes to your table, problems come to your table. And if you feel like you have the bandwidth or maybe you don't, but you're eager to, to help and be helpful, you just start taking stuff. And all of a sudden you end up with this, you know, list of responsibilities that feels all over the place. And, you know, I've talked to businesses, you know, where I'm, you know, go in and say, okay, what do you do? And, and all of a sudden this person says, well, I do a little bit of everything. And it's just like, well, that's not a, that's, that's not good. You know, that's not clearly defined. That means that you're, that means that your life is hectic. If if you're doing a little bit of everything, you have no order and your day to day, if your day to day looks different every single day, you're not going to get good at any of that stuff. You're going to just puddle through, you know, just, uh, you're gonna hit the stuff up. Yeah, you're gonna hit the ceiling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I also, you know, think that there's a fine line between accountability and handholding, Um, too much accountability, it turns it 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 doesn't feel like account I'm being held accountable. It feels like I'm being micromanaged. Um how do you how do you find that line?
0: Yeah, so I think that what I like about the accountability chart is it's tip, you're just outlining three to five roles and responsibilities for that, for that role. Um, so it makes it really easy to understand. Um, I think being very clear on what you expect and then teaching and giving the resources for someone to do their job, then letting them go do their job and yeah. then creating a meeting pulse, uh, where you can come back through, uh, and evaluate the progress. Right. So I is yeah. that it, you have to make accountability just like, uh, you need a pro, operating processes or operating systems within your business. There needs to be a system for accountability because if not, you're going to be doing what you just mentioned. And it's like every week, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to hold my people accountable. Well, let's make it easy. Yeah. Right? So we, I send out a month to date report every single Sunday for my, for my business with that has our, uh, five to 15. It's actually probably more than 15, but key metrics. So if you're a residential sales rep within an organization, you don't want your whole team. There's a natural accountability there because you don't want your whole team to see that you're closing at 20% and your average job size, half where it should be. Right? Right. Yeah. So there's a level of transparency with one that report tells us, are we going to hit our goals for, for the month? But it also like it, when we, again, creating a process, we have a huddle every Monday morning with our entire team and every, everyone in our organization is assigned at least one number one metric that they're responsible for. So if you're a residential sales rep, you're responsible for uh, completing a certain amount of investments, closing at a certain percentage, maintaining a certain average job size, and you present that in the huddle to your team. So there is a natural accountability to that. Um, but to, to answer your question directly, as I think that there has to be, once you teach the thing, once you give them the the resources and the knowledge to be successful, you have to give them the freedom to go do the job. Right? So there has to be a level of autonomy uh, or else, yeah, like you're micromanaging and I don't want to be a part of an organization where I'm being micromanaged and I am not a micromanager. So, um, you know, so, um, yeah, so in, in traction or in EOS, they talk about leadership management and accountability. So you Mm kind of get that mix going. Um, oh so, yeah
1: so so I'm sure that you're um, I'm sure that there are groups dedicated to eOS um, I'm sure you're you have um, met other people who are doing EOS in, in their business what does what in your opinion what does life look like for a business owner if they've successfully implemented this system
0: so love that you asked that question um, so in the we've mentioned the word journey a few times. So, uh, it's actually a part of the book is the journey. So you have this, like cr- the journey of like the first step is the rollout, right? So you, you, you commit to it, you start to roll it out to your team. It will be a bumpy road. It's going to feel clunky for a while. And you're like, and you're going to want to like pull the rip cord and get out of there, uh, stay committed to it. And eventually the click happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And, Click is like, you've, you've rolled it out, you've implemented it into your business. And then all of a sudden, three, six, nine months down the road, you have this click where you're like, oh man, like I see the beauty in it. And sometimes it frustrates me just how simple it is now. It's just in the fabric of our organization now. Like, and it's not even something that we have to work towards. It's just built in. But again, I launched this in 2020. Uh, while we were growing and scaling pretty rapidly, and so it's it's been a process, but now it's just there. So we've experienced, yeah. we did the rollout.
1: We've experienced. It's, it's the- kind of become muscle memory. It has, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and so now it feels very simple, um, but it it you know there was a process to it. So you really got to just put the plan in place and then work the plan.
1: Yeah, yeah, awesome. And then on the converse side, if uh, we don't <laughs> implement and operating system or specifically this operating system. Um, you know, what do you think that is, uh, you know, what's at stake here? What, what are we missing?
0: I think you have your, it, take it back to the beginning of this podcast, the five frustrations. You're not going to have control of your business. You're going to feel like it's in control. You may not get the profits that you want. You may not get the growth that you want you may hire people and lose people we have to a vision rarely repeated it's easily forgotten yeah i'll repeat that like a vision rarely repeated is easily forgotten and Mm. quickly forgotten so if you are not sharing where you're going as an organization you're going to lose people because we have to give them the opportunity to know if they want to be on this ride so we got to tell them where we're going and how we're going to get there with our vision and our mission And then they'd be like okay yeah i I dig that and then you share your values hey here are the set of vital and timeless core beliefs of this of this uh organization it's our heartbeat of our culture these are things that guide us and that helps somebody feel very comfortable of whether they want to be in your organization and if they don't they shouldn't be so it, then it gets them out of the organization
1: yeah beautiful beautiful chris you're going to be at expo speaking uh tell us a little bit about your uh section yeah so the
0: title of the presentation is going to be get a grip on your business uh let me
1: say that again get a grip on your business uh I upgrading am grading your business operating system.
0: Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a title change, so I got a little lost there. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I hope you guys get a chance to go uh, to Chris's session. Um, I'm going to give him a little payback. I'm not going to go to his cause uh, I won't be there this year. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm having a baby, man. I just told you this, okay, but, uh, all right. yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stats, man. that's so exciting. We, we have a running joke where, uh, you know, on the, on the morning that I've presented in the past, uh, Chris, uh, parted a little too hard the night before. So
0: <laughs> hey, free smoked old fashions recipes for disaster. <laughs> I, I speak on Friday, so I will n- I will be either going home early or not participating in the SW event this year. (laughs) I don't, I don't need the temptation. I don't need that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but no, you gotta, you gotta go hang out with Chris. I, I, I know that, uh, for, for both of us, you know, we've, we've found lifelong friends at expo and, uh, and, and have greatly, uh, you know, changed our business and our future because of it. So awesome. All right, Chris, well, thank you for being on the show, man. You're
0: the man.
1: All right. Later. See ya. All right. There we have it. Chris Elliott with On It Painting uh, speaking at Expo uh, this year. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, great conversation. I mean, I uh, you guys know that I'm a believer in uh, systems and operations. You know, uh, obviously, I wrote my own book um, with my own flavor on it. Um, honestly, uh, I don't care which one you use. I, what I care about is that it works for you and that you're doing it. Um, you know, the more consistent that you can be, the more that you build up those, those habits, um, the, the better off you're going to be. And that's really what it's about. You know, I think that towards the end of that conversation there, Chris talked about how the, you know, the, the implementation of. The system, over time, has gotten easier and simpler and more ingrained, and that's what it's about. It's about creating that muscle memory in those habits that you wake up in the day, you do your thing, um, you're getting results because you're commit because the habit is there. You know, I, I think about. Um, well, so a couple months ago, or this is last year, at some point, we were uh, I was reading Atomic Habits, uh, which is another great book I, I recommend. And the idea of habits is so um, deeply ingrained in you becoming the person that you believe yourself to be. Right? If you believe that you are a healthy person, then going to the gym every day is not a grind. It is a commitment to your self-identity. You know, if you believe that you are a, a good leader, then, and that's who you are, that's your identity. You are going to every day do the things that matter to your people to help them feel like they have a good leader. And at the beginning of our journey as business owners, or even in the middle, when things have just kind of gone astray, sometimes it's, it's really powerful to just get back to the basics, you know, get back to something that's going to get you on track. You know, I've been, uh, the thing that I've been doing lately is I, I created a, a daily planner for myself where it has activities that i can do every day that i know influence the outcomes and if i do these things every day if i check them off then results happen and it helps me to avoid uh, getting lazy it helps me to avoid uh, not being um, accountable to myself Honestly, that's one of the hardest parts about leader, about being a leader is that there's no one to tell you that you're not doing your job. And so how do you hold yourself accountable? Well, sometimes it's, it's a commitment to your scope of practice. It's a commitment to your operating system. You've got to run that system. You've got to be willing to, to, you know, drink the, you know, your own, uh, Kool Aid on this, right? And that's what I've loved about this conversation with Chris. Um, if you want to listen to this episode, of course, you can subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Um, but I also recommend watching the video um, on PCA Overdrive. Uh, download that. Go to pcapainted.org. And of course, if you want to uh, get the book Traction, uh, go to Amazon.com. And while you're there, get my book. Sprint. Just type in Torlando and the word Sprint on Amazon and it'll pop up. All right. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Chris Elliott for being on the show. Thank you to the PCA for being uh, the producer of this show. Uh, You guys are amazing. You're doing great work out there, painting people's homes, painting people's business. Um, Your touch is everywhere. Remember that your influence is everywhere. It's in every building in the world and that matters. Well, not third world countries, but you know what I mean. All right. Thanks for listening to PaintEd.
0: PaintEd podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit pcaPainted.org.